The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hello. Happy Tuesday, RJ Salveson, Eric Franson. On the full court press. Yeah, your mic's not on. I usually, what I do, Eric, is I turn your mic off, and then I wait for you to give the greeting, because I know it's going to be really bad, and then I'm, then we give you a second chance. Do I have my chance now? Yes. Okay, hi! Hi. See, that was better. That's better. Yeah. Thank you. Feels rushed. I feel better now. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Full court press. Four hours your start time here. On 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, however, wherever you are, thank you for joining us along. A lot to get to, uh, only a one-hour show, so we only have a little bit amount of time. Home Run Derby was classic. That semifinal was about as good as it gets. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, did about everything he possibly could to be able to get himself a win, but, uh, of course, you know, someone actually said it best. Um, <laughs> a certain team ruins everything. <laughs> uh, we'll also get you the All-Star game At least a preview of it 5.30 on Fox American League versus National League We'll, uh, we'll get you a preview of that We have our stat that blew our mind In our David Price Player of the Week So a lot to, a lot to dive into Yeah, uh, All-Star weekend it's weekend. We keep calling it weekend. Most other sports seems like it happens on a weekend, but Major League Baseball, they don't care. They just yeah. do it whenever. You know, when it falls on the calendar, that's when it's going to happen. And you know what? It's my favorite All Star game out of all of them because they actually do play. You so, don't see a running back going up the middle with f- 10 linemen just standing around watching him run 80 yards. No, right. You're not going to see somebody tackle in space with you ferocity. See, you don't see Steph Curry laying on the ground and letting someone go for a free dunk. Like, you, you don't see that. You see actually people put effort into the game. Uh, the other thing that I like about Major League Baseball's All-Star Weekend, or festivities. Let me just, I keep calling it weekend. No, I'm with you. Major League Baseball's All-Star Festivities. For them, it's a weekend, I guess. Is that you, you're going to have... Uh, you, you're going to see the best on the field or the best in the game, um, but you're you're going to see them play for certain amounts of time. They're going to switch them out. They're going to see other all stars, uh, great players at different positions. Um, and w- what's cool is one of the great storylines going into tonight is that a South Korean uh, pitcher uh, isn't this the first time yep. that a South Korean pitcher is the yep. the, the starter. Yep, sure is. Uh, so that's a really cool story about the you know the international nature of the game, but um, what and how you said that is is played out. These guys really come to the All Star game to play. It's it's a showcase for the for the the, the biggest stars. I get that, but for the NBA, it, they, they do it for the fans, and and it's a very different feel. It's a showcase of people just goofing off and having fun. Yeah. And and they do it in different ways that sometimes can be not very interesting for the fans. Uh, but for Major League Baseball, 
um, it, it can be a lot of fun because uh, you still have pitchers on the mound. It's just the nature of the game that they're just not going to set aside their own personal ego to make everybody else as look they great. should either. Right. So you're still going to have some uh, sometimes some low scores and some interesting matchups. But uh, that's what makes the home run derby such a fun, different aspect of the whole Major League Baseball All Star festivities. And last night. Wow, what a doozy. Uh, yeah, that was absolutely delicious. Uh, the show that was put on by, well, there well, was... Well, a number of guys. I was going to say, I, Peterson, I mean, I about to say Vlad Guerrero, but it just seems Alonso like I'm being biased. Alonso won the whole thing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Peterson of the Dodgers. You know, the New York Mets ruin everything, though. They ruin everything <laughs> that's good in baseball. Oh, come on. No, really, like, I mean, we have, you know, Vlad Jr. in there, and like you said... Eagles aren't just put aside. I mean, this is competitive stuff, and they go after it. And and such was the case uh, for the uh, last night's home run derby, which is an absolute classic. When I say a classic, it really was a classic in the uh, in the semifinal. But the championship is where uh, we crowned a new home run derby winner. That was a line drive off the top of the wall. There it Battle of rookies, Peter Alonso and Blue Jays' Vladimir Greer Jr. went at it. Now, uh, as good as the championship was, that that semifinal was incredible. Uh, Guerrero broke the uh, Derby single record in each of the first two rounds uh, and then had that exhausting showdown with Jock Peterson. I mean, that was absolutely awesome in the semifinal. You saw uh, Vladimir Guerrero hit uh, 28 and then all of a sudden you see Pearson come back, match it. Then Gladder, well, 29. 29. Guerrero had 29. And then the you have, round. is it, and then you have, what, one minute, and then Glad, Vladimir Greer Jr. hits, what, to 33, right? So first round, Guerrero hit 29. In the he, second round, he hit 40. And Jacques Peterson had 39. And then uh, Guerrero uh, only managed 20, only managed 22 in his final round. But Alonzo, it, it just uh, Alonzo's mentality was just to do enough to advance, and it, it paid off. Because Guerrero, as exciting as he was, spent so much energy in that second round that uh, he, he just did. didn't have a lot in because the tank. He looked so exhausted at the well, final uh, round. Because, and it's it, for how much he swings. I mean, he put so much into that swing, and to I mean, like you said, let's see. So in the semifinal. Uh, he had got to 28, and then they, you know, Peterson matches it. He gets to, what, 30, 35? Peterson matches that. Gets to another, hits another two or three. Peterson matches that, and then finally hits the final two and wins it. That alone would exhaust you for how hard he swings, how much he puts into his swing. That is exhausting, just a semifinal round. Struggled in the get-go from in the final. Picked it up after calling a timeout, but it wasn't enough... As you said, Alonzo ends up winning this baby. Well, it was interesting on a couple different levels. I mean, Alonzo was sending most of his home runs to center field. Yep, which is a deep, <laughs> which, deep, deep part. Okay, I mean, you, if you're going to send them, why, why send them the furthest distance? But uh, <laughs> also interesting is that he's the first Met to win it since Gerald Strawberry did it as a co-champion back in 1986. Is that true? Wow, huh? Uh, and you know, it's for, for Vladimir... Uh, like I said, he was the fan favorite from the get-go. Everybody wanted to see him win it. Obviously, the Mets like to mess everything up in baseball, so they 
came through. Uh, but well, Alonso, Guerrero's dad, he won it all back in 2007. Right, with the Giants? Well, he was in San Francisco. That's where But he wasn't place. playing for the Giants. Is that right? Uh, you know the team, you know the team he was playing for? I don't remember what the team he was playing for. I thought it was for the, you know it may not have been for the Giants. 07, is that what you said? Yeah, that was an 07. At uh what, what It the, was well the event was in San Francisco. AT&T Park? I love that place. The Bay. Uh so in reward for Alonzo, he wins a nice cool side of the pillow of $1 million. And <laughs> we hinted crap. at this the other night uh that it, there's a chance that if one of these rookies wins this thing, they're going to uh, almost double their salary for the year. Alonzo and Gat- Vlad Guerrero Jr., both of them, their base salary is $550,000 for oh the year. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, he did double it. So, <laughs> uh, so Pete Alonzo, he wins the whole thing. He wins a million dollars. He says he's going to donate 10% of that to two specific charities. Oh, cool. Which is really, really cool. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. It's, it's going to split between the Wounded Warriors Project and the Steven Seiler Tunnel to Towers Foundation. So um, it's really cool that he's willing to donate that. Uh, I mean, guy guy doubles his yearly salary in one night. So do you think that had the added motivation why the young guys did so well in the home run derby? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then the other part of it is conserving energy, which here Peter Alonso talks about conserving that energy. Yeah, I mean, it's survive in advance. I mean, you got to go in with uh, kind of a killer instinct. And it, it doesn't matter how many you hit. It's You just need to have one more than the guy you're facing. And um, it was – I'm really happy that I didn't have to swing a lot going into the extra rounds. Uh, that's the one thing that most of my teammates, uh, they are – especially Robbie and Todd Frazier and, and Chili, because Chili was uh, – um, UNSS, but as his hitting coach when, when he won the Derby in Oakland. Um, pretty much they were all just saying conserve as much energy as possible between rounds, hydrate, get some electrolytes, and, and keep the body loose. But you don't need to exert energy taking, taking too many swings because after uh, between, or between the, the second and third round, we didn't go down and take any swings. So I feel like conserving energy was, was huge. And after we finally got in that rhythm, it was, it was money. It was money. Peter had to say, as he's watching Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in that semifinal, Alonzo had to know he had a shot at winning this thing, watching him swing away as much as he had to. Alonzo must have known he had a shot at winning it. Uh, well, Guerrero was just crushing it. Oh, my gosh. And balls are going Peterson off the scoreboard, that, Eric. In that second round. Uh, so the way that it works, like if you hit a home run beyond a certain distance. 440 feet. You get extra it's opportunities because yeah. it is timed, so guys aren't just there crushing it all night long. They have to try <laughs> to move this thing along. But if you hit a certain number by a certain amount, if you hit a certain distance, you get a little bit extra time. So uh, he and Jacques Peterson got extra time. They were able to take extra swings. Uh, and, uh, man, they just, none of them, neither one of those guys wanted to bow out. And uh, Jacques Peterson, after that second round, says, man, he's still got to go. I'm toast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm totally spent. Spent, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and again, it's it's there's a strategic way to go about it. But for fans, I just want to see balls being put off the scoreboard, being put into the second deck. I mean, that's and that's what they were getting. And, and, for, and again, credit to, to, Pete, to Peterson. Uh, man, he was, because he's a lefty, and he was swinging a deep center field as well. And I would say the percentage 
of balls that left the field going on a lefty side and in, from into deep center was fewer than the ones that went to, of course, left or excuse me, right field. But at the same time, I mean, the percentage wasn't as high. And, and, and or just the difference wasn't as high. And that's credit, again, to Peterson um, to be able to have the strength to put a ball out like that. That From the lefty side, that is very, very difficult to do. Well, the whole night was just really weird. I mean, you just look at who's who was invited. I mean, you uh, Yelich had to bow out. He's got a little bit of an injury, so mm-hmm. he didn't participate. But, I mean, Alonzo, here's a guy that's hit one of the guys that's hit almost the most home runs on the year so far. He's up there. And then Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's only had eight home runs all year. So it's interesting that he's even in it. In it, yeah. And then he goes in there and he just crushes it. And he was like the fan favorite. And he was everybody's favorite. Everybody's pulling for this guy. But um, in the end, he, he launched 91 home runs last night. Oh, my god! Which is insane. Hey, did you see the A's? Uh, Matt Chapman hit uh, with his father pitching to him. His father's a horrible pitcher. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I mean, there was balls inside, and he would stop, point the bat, hey, put it right here. Ball outside, ball up, ball down. I mean, he just couldn't, and he just steps out again and goes, hey, here, right here, <laughs> and he couldn't get it. So he only gets 13 home runs. That's, uh, you know, that is one of the cool traditions with the All-Star Week and with the Home Run Derby. You have that opportunity to pick who you want to throw to you. And a lot of these guys have their dads come. Um, and sometimes that works out great. Sometimes not so great. I mean, it's a cool thing to have have your old man on the mound there with you and participating in the fun and the festivities. But that does bring with it an inherent risk. You know, what if what if he doesn't, throw the right speed where he doesn't have great location. Um, so that, that is that, that risk that you take uh, having your dad out there with you to uh, participate and, and have fun. But, I can just hit, son, do you want to go have a catch? No, I want to have a catch with you. You're horrible. <laughs> You're bad. Hey, dad, I love you. you. I mean, you, you taught me how to throw a ball, taught me how to catch, but um, <laughs> don't ever, can you just, ever piss me in the home right, run derby ever again. Why don't you just go out and, you shag balls for me. I'm gonna have somebody else. <laughs> I'm gonna have somebody else throw. Hey, what's the best home run derby hitter you ever watched? I mean, I don't know if you watched it a lot. Oh gosh, best home run derby hitter for me is Josh Hamilton in 08. Like that guy was, and he was on drugs, so it was probably illegal. But he was, I mean, mashing the ball. That was probably one of the funnest home run derbies I have ever seen. I mean, he was putting balls deep, deep in the upper deck. I still remember the 08 home run derby. I mean, you have McGuire back in the day. Did Sosa ever do it? Yeah, he won it. Yeah, he, he participated. Did he ever win it? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Now we got to look it up. Now. And see who's I'm- won, who the winners are over the years. But uh, I've, I've, it was fun uh, having the young guys, and that's that's really. I think one of the big storylines of Major League Baseball this year is the young talent. Uh, how many young players are taking the stage? And uh, obviously, last night was super young. I mean, a lot of these guys were, were rookies, really young guys. But um, but I, I think that's been more part of the fun about baseball right now is the a lot of these fresh faces that are coming onto the scene and remaking Major League Baseball. Um 
there maybe there, it lacks a little bit of a, some star power. Uh, I think it still has that, but uh, the 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 players that are really making things happen aren't necessarily those big name stars. Uh, they're having okay seasons, but uh, last night kind of illustrated that to to a degree that some of the the young talent, the the real uh, exciting part of baseball is its young stars right now. By the way, Sammy Sosa has won it. That was in 2000 at Turner Field in Atlanta. Uh, I never heard this story. I was just reading this, though. Uh, at Coors Field in 98, Junior won it. And he wasn't going to be in it because he didn't want to be because, I mean, he already won it twice before. He ended up winning it twice more after. But he was at batting practice for the All-Star game, and fans were booing him because he wouldn't participate in the home run derby. So then that night, he called the commissioner, said, hey, I want in, and he went, and then he ended up winning it. No way. I didn't know that. That was in 98. That's Ken Griffey Jr.? At Coors Field, by the way, where it's just like a home run friendly park. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. That's that's cool. That's that's crazy, dude. I, hey, I'm not going to be in it. That night, calling, hey, I'm going to do it. Next day, you go and win it. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about that monster, I don't know what does. Dude, he was... He was something else. He was off the charts. And that swing, oh. Oh, such a great gorgeous, swing. Gorgeous, beautiful such swing. Such a great swing. Him and Sammy had two of like the most smooth, just, I mean, process like, swings. Talk about conserving energy. There was I mean, there's no, no wasted motion. Oh, no. There's no hitches in the swing at all. Him and Sammy were just incredibly good. So, again, uh, Vladimir Greer Jr., the fan favorite, comes in second to uh, Peter Alonzo. Uh, the All-Star game is tonight, 5.30 on Fox. By the way, I am so grateful that the home run derby does not involve Chris Berman anymore. Yeah, me too. I mean, early on, it's kind of fun. But you by the end of the night, you're so tired of the back, 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 back. Oh, it's dude, a, and it's, you hear it. It's a sick chicken in the booth. I mean, just uh, give it some flavor. Give it, have some fun. But... Doesn't have to be the same thing every night, every every home no, run. No, and, and and it was just almost like he'd get bored of talking about the home run derby, so then he would, uh, you know, he would go on about something else, or he keeps sending it down to the to Buster only, or or who was the other guy, uh, Tim Kirchin. Every time they'd be, like, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk for a little bit since you're sick of calling the home run derby. I'm trying to find who called the game last night. I can't even find their name, but I thought they were good. It wasn't Matt Vaskersian who I thought it would be, but it was somebody else. Well, Bob Euchre had a great introduction to get things started. Oh, it was Carl Ravage and Mark Teixeira and Buster Only and Jessica Mendoza. I love Jessica Mendoza, by the way. What Candace Parker is to players only broadcast, Jessica Mendoza is to to the primetime baseball games on ESPN. She is fabulous. Absolutely great. She could learn. A, um, Doris Burke could learn a, learn a thing or two from her. <laughs> With all due respect to Doris Burke, who I love, but hey, uh, All Star Game tonight. Uh, we're gonna uh, are we gonna get into our five best tonight or? To, oh no, I guess we'll do it Thursday. No, right? that's on Thursday. Okay, and we're gonna do our favorite All Star traditions, which are there's. I mean, there's a lot of them. There's a dunk competition. There's some ones that are maybe not as I guess written in, but just well, are different. right. So our five best this week. We're gonna do it on Thursday. Um, All Star traditions and. It, so it's not necessarily, I mean, it could be things that happen outside of an all-star game with, like we've talked about, a home run derby or a three-point shootout or a skills competition. But there's also these other 
things that kind of get weaved into the all-star festivities, like uh, having a, a, a dad pitch for the home run derby and things like that. So we'll, we'll get into that as part of our five best this week, uh, best home, or best all-star festivities. And so we'll, we'll get into that on, on Thursday coming up. So can't wait. Stay tuned for that. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk about the MLB All-Star Game, AL versus NL. ALs own this thing a lot, but there is favor towards the NL because of hitting. And Justin Verlander has a conspiracy theory to that as to why. We'll get into that and more. This is uh, Eric Franson, AJ Salveson, Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. A fan. Doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Hal J. Salves and Eric Franson. 425 is your time. On 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's up? MLB, All-Star Game. One of my most favorite events in all of sports because they actually care. As we've already talked about. You know, it's amazing to me, Eric. Mike Trout has got to be one of the greatest players in sports history. Who has not won a championship. We're talking about a guy who has won MVP awards without his team making the playoffs. Who is now being invited to the his 8th straight All-Star Game. He's the first MLB player to be invited to eighth straight as a starter by fans since Derek Jeter of the New York Yankees from 06 to 2012. Um, he received the most votes. This is according to ESPN Stats and Info, by the way. Uh, he's received the most votes among American League this year. He's also set the club record for number of times being selected as a starter, breaking the tie with former Hall of Famer Rod Carew, who did it from 79 to 84. That... That guy plays the game, plays it right, and gets rewarded for it time and time and time again. I mean, he's done everything that you would need without winning a championship. Winning a championship. Yeah. Uh, I heard. I saw somebody today saying it's his. Uh, I think it was on the Athletic. They said that um, you know this is this is Mike Trout's All Star game, and everybody else is just participating. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when he had back to back years of leadoff home runs as the leadoff guy? Back to back years. First pitch took it because Mike Trout is a first pitch taker all the time. He always, no matter where the pitch is, it is always a first pitch take. And he took two fastballs, put him out of the park as a leadoff hitter. It's, it, I mean, it's incredible what that kid, uh, what that kid continues to do. And I remember talking to Steve Klauke before I when I used to do his games on the radio, and I said, "Who's, I mean, who's the best player you ever saw come through?" And he says. Two people, Alex Rodriguez, Mike Trout, weren't even close. He said he knew immediately when he saw both guys. That he said to other people, yeah, they're not going to be here long, which was the case. With, yeah. with it, both, A-Rod didn't last long, and neither did Mike Trout, they to be quite honest with you. They were too good to stay in the minors. So, uh, kind of an interesting conspiracy theory. Uh, Justin Verlander, God bless his heart. Uh, comes out, and he talks about some of the changes that need to be made to baseball. Listen to this. I think the game, like I said, I think the game goes in cycles. Um, I think, uh, I mean, at a certain point, I think analytics will catch up to things. Um, 
where it's hard right now. In my opinion, it's hard to put a number on like strikeouts and how negatively performing that is. That and and analytics have a hard time. If you can't put a number on it, they don't they don't like it. So um, they can easily put a number on home runs, walks, um, those type of things. So um, I think the ability to put the ball in play um, will come back um, in a big way, and probably not in the not too distant future. Okay, so. Well, if you haven't heard, Justin Verlander came out and had the conspiracy theory that the balls were juiced to be able to bring up more home runs, which would be, to him, says brings more entertainment for the fans. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, came out and debunked that theory in a heartbeat, uh, saying that's not the case. It's never been the case. Um, he also talked about having safety for the... Uh, for the uh, fans who are, uh, I, we talked about the netting rule. We've talked about that at nauseum. Um, but interesting, Eric. So tell me, does a game to you entertain you more with more home runs or better defense and pitching? Do you remember? I'm going to. Please. I'm going to answer this by. Rhetorically. Talking about uh, one of my favorite commercials involving baseball stars. I can't remember if it was... Oh, this could be good. Coca-Cola, maybe? But this was back when the Atlanta Braves had some had a great pitching staff. You remember John Smoltz and Maddox? Oh, yeah. I'm a Braves guy. When they oh. were playing together? Anyway, it's they made a commercial. Um, I mean, they, they had a great pitching staff. But uh, I can't remember who the other player was. There was they were sitting there... And uh, somebody hit a home run out of them. They were like throwing strikes, and there was just kind of like, yay, you know, kind of medium applause. And then somebody hit a home run, and everybody went nuts. They're like, oh, okay. So then it shows them like working out, doing push ups, like working on their swings. And one of them hits a home run or something. People go crazy. And the, the tagline was, chicks dig the long ball. And it shows them drinking a Coke or something while they're working out. <laughs> And I, I, I think that is that's absolutely true. I mean, peop, I'm not saying that girls like the long ball or like the home run only. I and mean, people get excited. Those are momentum plays. If if a pitcher on the mound gets a strikeout, people get excited. Okay, that's great. But when people when somebody hits a home run, the place goes nuts. And uh, I don't think it's just a fad. I, I think it's it's always been that way. And. Uh, uh, maybe you know, Ver, Justin Verlander is correct. Maybe the, the pendulum will swing back the other way um, to where pitchers and analytics will figure things out better and, and the advantage will shift from the hitters back to the mound. But I don't know. When you look at the trends, it has been ticking upward for the last several years. More and more and more home runs. There was a period of time there for about 10 years where it was trending down and down and down. But it has swung back up, and people are hitting the ball out at a quicker pace, mm. at a more ferocious pace than than we've seen. Uh, it's we set a record two years ago for most home runs. It was down slightly last year, but the pace everybody's on right now, we're going to crush that record in Major League Baseball. So uh, huh. it, it it fluctuates a little bit here and there, but I, I think that kids uh, they want to hit home runs. They're swinging hard, uh, and, and so I, I think that's what people want to do. They want to, they want to hit the long ball. I mean, it just doesn't seem like teams are really 
real strong on ball placement and manufacturing runs anymore. It just doesn't seem like that's a, a real focus for teams anymore. Everybody's going for all or nothing. I'm a huge fan and a proponent of good pitching and great defense. I love it. I love seeing – I miss the days when, you got, you mean, you had the most incredible defense, whether it was Ozzy Smith, Derek Jeter, Nomar Garcia-Para, Cal Ripken, Alex Rodriguez, Andrew Jones – uh, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And I missed good baseball like that. Games that were two hours and 15 minutes because Maddox and Kerry Wood were going at it. You know, we haven't seen that in forever. Uh, Rob Manfred, or, com- or excuse me, Commissioner Manfred, uh, states, and I quote, Baseball has done nothing, given no direction for an alteration, an alteration in the baseball. The flaw in logic is that baseball wants more home runs. If you sat in an owner's meetings and listened to people on how the game is played, that is not a sentiment among the owners for whom I work. There is no evidence from scientists that the ball is harder, but acknowledge that the ball, that the drag of the baseball is less. He continues, pitchers have raised issues, particularly about the tackiness and seams on the baseball, and we do believe those could be issues, end quote. Uh, you know, and... <laughs> Justin Verlander, and God bless his heart, but you know he he told Jeff Passan of ESPN that the baseballs are that are being used this season are a bleeping joke, and that he believes a hundred percent that the MLB has implemented juice balls to increase offense. Dude, if that was the case, we'd have a home run record being broken right now. At right now, well, it's on pace to break. Uh, we're Major League Baseball is on pace right now. To crush the previous record. Well, I'm saying by a singular player, though. Why isn't oh. Christian Yelich at 43 home runs? Why isn't Bryce Har- Why is Bryce Harper struggling at the plate? I mean, I, I, you, I tell him, hey, dude, the baseballs are favorite for you. Bryce is going to probably look at you and give you a five-fingered punch to the face. <laughs> I mean, really, the guy's struggling right now, and you want to go to him and say, well, the balls are actually altered in your favor. Not really, or else I'd be at 43 home runs right now. Jacob DeGrom, by the way, um, says I'm not going to disagree with him. Max Scherzer, it says it seems to travel differently. He continued, all the rules that are changed in the game that, that has to be cleared with the players. But when the ball changes as much as it has over the last handful of years, the players have no say in that whatsoever. We as players wonder why the ball can change that much that fast and to have that big results. That's why players, we deserve an answer to know what's going on. So it's not just Verlander, but I mean, you're getting all, I mean, you're getting ace pitchers like Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer who are jumping in saying, yeah. We've got an issue with it. No, you got an issue with you throwing a 95-mile-per-hour fastball down the middle of the play and a guy taking it 415 feet and watching it. Throw a better pitch. And you won't have as many home runs. I I know. I'm serious. Come on, Eric. Come on, Eric. I mean, these guys think they are throwing pretty good pitches. These are good pitchers. These are great hitters, too. So so has, has pitching gotten worse? Yeah. Or has hitting just gotten better? Hitting's gotten better. Hitters have gotten smarter at the plate. And uh, analytics, film, video, study, the whole shebang. It's gotten better. And the pitchers can... I mean, you can't develop a a 23rd, 23-mile-per-hour knuckleball. I mean, it's hard. Uh, 
but players can make adjustments at the plate. You can't make it at that many adjustments on the mound. I wish Jordan Hansen of the Blue Sox was here. That guy could just tell us how it should be in baseball. Well, because you're seeing, I, I think, more and more. Um, you, well, not not every team is doing this, but you're seeing a lot of teams. Their starting pitcher is not on the mound for as long as as they used to be. Yeah, I mean, your starting pitcher used to go through seven innings. Mm-hmm. Now it's six. Yeah, yeah. Now it's now. Gosh, if you get him to five, that's like you're amazing. Thrilled. You're yeah, thrilled. Because you're just going through your bullpen like crazy. Because guys, the managers are just trying to switch things up and try to throw the pitchers off and throw different stuff at them. And so your starting pitchers, it just doesn't seem like they're they're on the mound as much. So maybe maybe pitching just hasn't moved along at the same pace as, as hitting has with analytics. We'll find out tonight because there's some great pitching on the NL side and some great hitting on the AL side. As we already spoke about Trout, he is right now currently hitting 301 with 28 home runs, 67 ribbies uh, for the Angels. The American League has won six straight All-Star games, including an 8-6 win at uh, Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. last year. Yeah, extra innings. It was really exciting. Oh, absolutely. And they lead the series overall 44-43 to with two ties. Uh, the last National League win, by the way, was 8 nothing in July 10th of 2012. That was in Kansas City, Kauffman Stadium. That's the last time... The NL has won. Uh, interesting stuff. Besides the fact that the American League has won six straight, last year, even though it was a great game, extra innings, it was a fun game, um, 2018 was an all-time low in viewership. On TV. It, it has been trending downward. So, Which is sad. It is I mean, you sad. want to watch the it's, gosh dang NBA All-Star game where they do nothing at so all. What, what does Major League Baseball need to do to make it more interesting? Do they need to implement different rules? That where they experiment with some new rules? Do you, do you go quirky and, I don't know, put a spot on the field, hit it here, get two runs? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, do you... Well... Or do you do the... Do you experiment with... Uh, you don't have an umpire back there? You just go all oh, computer dude. and radar? That could get crazy. That could get really crazy. I mean, do you, do you start implementing some wild and crazy... Proposals just to see how it sticks. That's the thing. Do you do or, that in the All Star game, or do you just look? We're if we're going to experiment with that. Let's do it in the minor leagues until we kind of figure things out. Or do you just you know what? We just need need to do a better job of promoting our players. I know this would ruin. This would absolutely ruin the traditional pastime of the Midsummer Classic. But you know how like NBA has the two captains pick teams. What if you did that for baseball? Just mix it up. Well, they did mix up a little bit about the whole selection process, yeah. where it used to be just straight popularity vote, and it yeah. was all that. Now they did it in two periods. You do the primary voting time, and then you do the starting sure. time, where it kept people, it kept it in people's minds. It was more in the forefront. It, it was kind of a reset and a chance to, to talk about it again. Players and teams campaigning, get our guy to be the starter. Um, so there, there was a little bit different aspect of it, but I don't know. I, maybe with what happened last night with very exciting home run derby, that adds some excitement to what happens tonight. I don't know, but maybe it's worth looking at switching things up. Certainly they need to, I I think, make it faster. Don't drag it out. Um, they don't drag it out though. They, well, not necessarily, but it still has that potential. I mean, 
it, it takes you 20, 30 minutes from when it officially quote unquote starts before any game action really starts happening. Cause you do the national anthem and you do a flyover and you do all the, the, uh, announcing all the players and, and yeah. going through all the lineups and it, just you know, get it going, get the game moving along. But when the game gets going, it gets going. Like, I mean, I know last year was an eight-six win, and it was like I think it was three hours and fifteen minutes. I know it was extra innings. Hey, well, in the futures game, they only went to seven innings. See, I hate that. Go to nine. It's baseball. You're getting paid millions to play. Just suck it up. We're asking you to go nine innings of baseball, which you already do. <laughs> now, now I, what you don't want to have happen is running out of pitchers and end up in a tie. No, that's, yeah. And that's a you possibility. you got to avoid that. Which, yeah, there, there, there's always a possibility of that. So let me ask you, uh, give me a prediction, AL or NL, and give me an MVP. Uh, wow. Uh, I think the pitching on both is really, really, really solid. Good. Yes. I mean, you got... Ryu is your starter for the National League. Scherzer and Kershaw are in the mix. Uh, on the American League, you got Verlander. Uh, rolled as Chapman's in there. I mean that that's a good pitching staff on for both. Um, you've got some great sluggers in the National League. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, the, the American League has owned the All Star Game, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I'd love to think that maybe this is the year the National League kind of breaks it loose a little bit, but I, I'm I'm leaning more towards another American League win. I see. I think the National League gets the best from this year. I think the pitching, like you said, is just star studding. I mean, you got Max Scherzer, you got Jacob Degrom, and those guys aren't even starting. It's that Ryu guy from the Dodgers. What's his name? Is it Ryu or Rue? Rue. Ryu. But Ronald Acuna Jr. is the youngest Atlanta Braves guy to ever participate in the All-Star game. Uh, and, and he's been solid. In fact, their outfield in the NL is ridiculous. You got Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, Acuna is, is right now batting 292 with 21 home runs, 53 ribbies, and 105 hits in 90 games. And he was a rookie of the year last year. I think this guy makes an appearance. Like Mike, what, Mike, what Mike Trout did in the All-Star game and uh, now as a veteran, I think Acuna Jr. can do that as well. I like the National League. Mm. Okay. But I don't think it's by law. I think it's a low-scoring game. With with that kind of pitching lineup on both sides? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think hits will come into play. I can't wait. I, I actually I enjoy the All-Star game a ton. Hey, uh, real quick, talking baseball, I just want to mention this real quickly. Uh, yesterday, baseball. we gave away... Well, we, we talked about the player who was most disappointing ah. so far to the halfway point of the season. And we used that on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1069thefan. And we posed the question, who was our most disappointing player so far of the Major League Baseball season? The correct answer, whoever got it, would win four tickets. Well, the first person to get it, to mention it, would get four tickets to see Cash Carnage. Big demolition derby coming up this weekend at the Cash County Fairgrounds. And Shaler Gunnell was our winner last night. Congrats. He got it right. And we're going to do that again. We got four more tickets to give away. And uh, all you got to do is go to our Facebook page. And what's our question going to be this time? Oh, man. <laughs> well, let's keep going because we we've still got have to give our... We got a we stat to, and a player. player. And that's what I was going to so say. So we've got some more good stuff. So keep listening because we'll make it clear. 
Wait, this is uh, <laughs> programming on the fly. But we'll make it clear coming up as we still got our stat that we want to talk about and, and player that uh, stood out to us. And we may use that as our Facebook question to, uh, again, you have to like our page. Make sure you uh, go and check us out on Facebook on 106.9 The Fan and uh, comment when we with the proper question. The first person to get it correct will win four tickets to the Demolition Derby coming up uh, this weekend. Oh, man. Uh, so stay tuned for that. If, if you're not paying attention either and you miss it, shame on you. Absolutely shame on you. All right, coming back, we do need to get to our stat and our player of the week, or David Price, player of the week, by the way, sponsored by David Price, owner of Bad Baseball. All right, that's all coming up. Eric Franton, Ajay Salveson on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Audrey Salveson, 447, your time here on the Full Court Press, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. However, wherever you are, thank you for doing so and joining us on a Tuesday afternoon, July 9th. We're already staring at the middle of July coming down in about a week. That's unreal. Football season, football fall camp, I should say, for the Aggies is just around the corner. We will give you the best Aggie football coverage anybody else can give you. In fact, we got a cool little thing we're actually putting together that uh, Eric and I kind of um, have been talking about, and uh, we'll release that uh, coming up, as we said, during fall camp. And uh, I, I think it will draw some some spark in a good way, some debate in a good way, and uh, a little bit of nostalgia as well. So, Hey, speaking of Utah State, before we get into our stat and player. Okay. Speaking of a player. Okay. Andy Katz yeah. contributes some great stuff about college basketball sure. for NCAA March Madness. Mm-hmm. And he revealed the NCAA's college basketball top 25 players, at least a, a chunk of them. He's releasing them in bits at a time. Utah State's Sam Merrill comes in at number 16 Man. on that list. Dude, he needs to start getting... I know Sam's one of the like, who likes to hide behind the... The curtain and just, you know, go out there and play basketball with no, you know, you don't need to put the spotlight on me, but he better darn well get used to this because it's going to be coming fast and furious. That kid, by the way, has earned every bit of the recognition he's got. He is a special basketball player. I've been saying that from the get-go. There's a competitive edge to him, even when things were dark and dreary during the, I hate to say it, but during that final year of Stu Morrill and in the Tim Durie days, as, as good as Tim Durie was, it wasn't easy, and Sam Merrill pushed through it. And then decided to stick around when he could have went somewhere else, and for True. good reason. And he said, "You know what? I trust Coach Craig Smith. I trust his staff. I trust where this program could go. I want to stick around." And guess what? He made a he made a uh, NCAA tournament appearance. They'll probably make one again this year, hopefully, um, if God willing. No no serious injuries or anything like that. And uh, man, Sam's a great great basketball player. One of my but favorites. Th- ever this watched. isn't just like top twenty five guards in the country. Yeah. This is top 25 players. Period. Regardless of position. Yes. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, Sam Merrill coming in at number 16. That's so awesome. I can't wait for basketball season. I'm like, I'm excited about football too. Don't get me wrong. Wake Forest, August 30th on a Friday night is going to be sweet, but basketball is going to be just as juicy as ever. And, and Coach Craig Smith has got something special f- again 
brewing. Uh, let's get to our uh, player, our Derek Price Player of the Week, and the stat that blew our mind. Eric, let's start with a stat. All right. Uh, my stat comes from last night, actually. Okay. Uh, it, it, it blows my mind that the guy who wins the home run derby hit 32 fewer home runs overall than the guy he beat. Oh, good night. Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit 91 home runs on the night, <laughs> but still lost. Pete Alonso hit 32 fewer home runs, but still won. Uh, and the other thing that's kind of cool is that he almost doubled his entire salary in one night. <laughs> the home run oh, derby. that's awesome. That's hey, incredible. Hey, uh, check the bank account. Might have a little surprise in there. Uh, for me, it's tennis, and it's in the Wimbledon. Serena Williams uh, faced fellow American Alice, Allison Riske. Now, why is this so stunning? Because it's the first time, Eric, the first time in 15 years that two American women have faced each other in the quarterfinals of the Wimbledon since 2004. What? Really? For the first time since 2004, two American women faced each other in the Wimbledon quarterfinals. Wow. That's crazy. That's amazing. And then Serena decided to go ahead and just eat her up in three straight sets. <laughs> <laughs> and just owned her. She's so dominant. My player of the week will go to the young gal Coco of uh, the oh Coco Gone. the wonder of Wimbledon, who is at 15 years old. She was trying to become the first, and excuse me, the youngest uh, gal in the uh, women's Wimbledon to reach a quarterfinal since I believe it was Martina Hingis. Is that how you say her name, Martina Hingis? Is that how you say? It? I don't even know how you say it right. But of uh, and since 1995. That is impressive. Did I say right? Oh, I, f I found it. I found it. I found it. Nope, I didn't. I thought it was there. Dang <laughs> well, it. Well, she had a great run. Uh, oh, it was incredible. She beat Venus. Yeah, she she was uh, she had to rally back multiple times to to stay in it. She was a fan favorite because she just had a never say die attitude, uh, and she was able to get back into some of these uh, matches. Uh, she was she was a lot of fun to watch. She's very gritty. And uh, look forward to a really interesting career out of her. She's very young. So as young as someone to reach the quarterfinals at a major since Martina Hingis in the 96 Australian Open. According to ESPN Stats and Info. Yes, I did get my stat from them. But I thought it was really good because I saw it earlier. All right. Your stat. Fair enough. Uh, my player of the week. Oh, player of the week. Sorry. Yes, my player of the week. Uh, he's a former player, but uh, he, he pulled off a pretty amazing feat. Uh, I'm going to give it to Jerry West, a front office guy for the L.A. Clippers. Still, uh, what is he, 80? 81 years old? Yeah. And uh, he pulled off one of the biggest surprises of the offseason, landing not only Kawhi Leonard, but also Paul George. And uh, all of a sudden, launching the L.A. Clippers into the national discussion oh as gosh. one of the top teams to watch in the NBA for this upcoming season. They went from being maybe making the playoffs to now may most should be winning a championship. 
That's what Kawhi Leonard does. One of the front runners in the West. All right, we got to take a break. Come back. We'll wrap this baby up in a very, very short segment to close it out for you. It's a Tuesday. We are leaning towards Wednesday. What we have coming up for you. That's all coming up. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. There may be something in the water. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, we've got less than 50 seconds to be able to get you through the last and final segment. Thanks for joining us here on the Full Court Press. Eric! Let's give away, or let's find a way to give away those tickets. Yeah, we're going to give away some tickets. Four tickets to go see Cash Carnage this weekend at the Cash County Fairgrounds. It's a big and really fun demolition derby. So we will pose this question on Facebook. L- name one of our players of the week. So I had a different. I had one. Ajay had one. Mine was Jerry West. Yours was Coco Goff. Uh, just first person to put it on our Facebook page. You'll get four tickets. So. I like it. Jump on Facebook, 106.9 The Fan. Facebook.com Jump slash on with 106.9 Facebook. The Fan. All-Star game comes up at 5.30. AL versus NL. NL trying to break a six-game losing streak. I like the we'll NL recap. in this one. We'll break it down tomorrow. Good night, everybody. I'm when Feature most of the big stars, but we get to see them all the time. Back in the day, the All-Star game was one of your only opportunities to see guys from the other league. Now we have interleague play. And now with streaming, you can see teams from both the American League or National League on your phone whenever you want to. Now the All-Star Game has a throwback feel when baseball was the biggest sport in the country. It's doing great locally, but nationally, the NFL and NBA have surpassed them. And that's okay. As a fan, who cares about TV ratings? If you love the sport, great. Tune in tonight and watch some incredibly talented players. If not, don't worry about it. Baseball will be okay even if it's no longer the true national pastime. Enjoy the festivities tonight. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.